This is the Painless Health Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avi. Living painlessly and in good health is our goal. We are here to help you get there. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Now let's have some fun and let's get painless. Hello and welcome to the Physiatry Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani. Today we have a very special topic for you. CVID. I didn't miss the O. It's actually CVID. It's not COVID. It's CVID or Common Variable Immunodeficiency. But before we get into CVID, I just want to do some housekeeping. If you have any questions or if you have any topics you'd like to talk to, me about, please send me an email at physiatrypodcast at gmail.com. It's listed in the comments section. You can also find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or on Twitter at Physiatry Show. Now, I am a physician, but I am not your physician. So remember, if you have any questions about this, if you need any advice, you should go to your own physician and go get checked up. Remember that this is just advice. This is not something that you should take to heart unless if you talk to your physician about it. In any case, let's get to the show. So every once in a while, I end up running into a weird disease. At least it's weird for me and think everybody needs to know about this. So CVID ended up being a disease that I actually wanted everybody to know about because even though it's common, it isn't as common or as uncommon as you may think. So I ran into two CVID patients this last week. I realized I needed to talk about this. So also, it really isn't physiatry. It, well, I guess everything can be really related to physiatry because physiatry is physical medicine and rehabilitation. And if you think about it, we have to rehabilitate everybody, so it really counts as physiatry. The other reason for talking about CVID is because, well, I can't tell you that yet, but I'll tell you on the next podcast. And the reason for that is because, well, I have a little secret, 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 something coming up that is going to be very, very special. It's lots of good things, hopefully. All right, so back to CVID. What is CVID? It's a collection of diseases that are related to the lack of response to diseases by antibodies. What the heck am I talking about? Well, specifically, we talk about antibodies for COVID, right? When someone gets a vaccine, they have antibodies. Well, if you don't react to antibodies, you could have CVID. That doesn't mean all people have CVID if they don't respond or they don't have a response to their COVID vaccine, but specifically, patients with CVID have minimal response to some immunizations. It happens to about 1 in 25,000 people. If you think that's a low amount, well, it is the most common immunodeficiency out there, but it's still considered a rare disease. Just to give you a comparison, Breast cancer is about 1 in 8 females, about 12.5%. 
that is not considered rare and is very common. Pancreatic cancer, which I hear about all the time, has a diagnosis rate of about 3 in 25,000 people. That is still considered rare. But again, you really do hear about it all the time. So CVID was discovered quite recently. It was, well, I should say recognized quite recently in the 1950s and not completely understood still. So why is it not completely understood? Because it is not one really, not really one disease. It's caused by many different genetic factors. So one genetic factor can cause this disease or another one can cause this disease, not just one genetic factor. Oh, and that is what it is. And that's probably why we don't know enough about it yet. It's still a very interesting disease because these patients have, some have very low response to vaccines. They still may have a high incidence of inflammatory or autoimmune or malignant conditions. When we think of an inflammatory reaction, we don't usually think of someone to have a poor immune response to something. On the other hand, we would think that they actually have a good response to things. So when we think about CVID, it is very unusual in the sense that people have a very pro-inflammatory response to things, but they also don't react to vaccines and have a poor response to some diseases. So many of these patients have more inflammation, more autoimmune conditions and malignant conditions, and they still have the genetic basis or the lack of B cell response. So it's very, very odd. So we think that the immune system is just going haywire. So recently, at least in the medical literature, we've been talking all about the B cell response or memory B cell response to COVID through a memory system for immunogenicity. This is precisely what is wrong with CVID. The patients with CVID don't have the memory systems and therefore don't produce a response to diseases. Antibodies? No. There are a lack of antibodies with this disease. So the funny thing about CVID is it is genetic, but 90% of patients have no effective family members and 10% have at least one member with some sort of immune deficiency, but not necessarily CVID. Very odd, right? When we think about a mutation or some sort of genetic disease, it's usually transmitted from one person to the next or, I mean, the parent to this to the to the child or somehow like that but this is not the case for cvid it is not the case at all for cvid only 20 to 30 percent of the patients have one mutation so the rest of them may have more than one mutation but many have just one mutation and this mutation is not inherited it is somehow gotten after the person is alive and 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 doing well. So what happens to these patients or how do they present? They may have recurring infections that could be due to in their lungs, in their GI tract, in their livers. They can have cancers or they can have something like a splenomegaly or large spleen. 
So the biggest thing that we see is either the issues with the GI system or the lungs. So sinopulmonary infections can be a huge issues, a huge issue, including pneumonia, otitis media, or a conjunctivitis. Conjunctivitis is an inflammation or infection of the eyes. Otitis media is the ears. And of course, pneumonia is the lungs. So they can also have GI disorders, which is sort of like someone that has an inflammatory bowel-like disease, which may resemble like an ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease or something like that where patients have a very inflammatory bowel. Now, they may also have something like a celiac sprue disease where they have flat villi and they actually throw out part of the, of the colon when they're eating. They may also have hyperplasia. One of the things that's pretty common with this is what's called pernicious anemia, which is a low B12 level. They may also have bacterial overgrowth, a protein-losing enteropathy, which is where they lose, lose protein through their guts. And protein is actually either pooed out or you know is not absorbed properly. There's also nonspecific malabsorption of other things. And many people may have repeat infections from diseases of the GI tract. So lots of things may cause diarrhea, may cause other issues in the GI tract. Another way that people present with CVID is septic arthritis. This is where one of the joints could be inflamed. And usually this is either the knee or the hip or the shoulder, a big joint, not a little tiny joint. And this can be pretty serious. Patients usually have to go to the hospital and get checked up. They usually have a fever. They usually have a pretty bad looking joint. I remember I had a patient with a septic knee that looked horrible. He had to be admitted to the hospital for several weeks with IV antibiotics. He had to have the knee cleaned out by a doctor and then kept there for a long time. So septic arthritis is a very big deal. The other thing that could be is what's called sepsis, which is generalized infection throughout the body. This is usually the worst outcome because people with sepsis usually end up in the ICU. So we don't really like to see patients when they're septic. Now, for CVID, they were classified into five different types of phenotypes. And phenotypes are the way people present or the way people have disease. Through the five different types of CVID, one is patients with no complications. So they just have CVID, but they have nothing else. Patients may also have an autoimmune disease. This is number two. Number three is patients may have lymphocytic organ infiltration, which really means that there is all sorts of badness in the organs or lymph system that has been inflaming the organs. And uh, two more, predominant enteropathy, which is problems with the bowels, all the stuff that we talked about earlier about the GI tract. That's what that is. And number five is lymphoid malignancy, which means there's there's a cancer of the lymph system. And that can be like a lymphoma or non-Hodgkin's lymphoma or something like that. All in all, 
pretty bad stuff that can happen with CVID. Autoimmune diseases are common with CVID. Now, we talked about this earlier, that this is something that happens with CVID. But what diseases are common with CVID? So hemolytic anemia, this is a blood-borne disorder where people actually have problems with their blood where they have anemia because of uh, the body fighting its own blood cells. Another thing that can happen is rheumatoid arthritis where there are inflammation of the joints and the body. The third thing is pernicious anemia, which I talked about a little bit earlier, which actually happens because the gastric system does not absorb B12, and that causes the blood cells to not have enough B12 and folate and cause an anemia-like syndrome. Thyroid disease. Most thyroid diseases are actually autoimmune, so this is a pretty common thing. And vitiligo, which is a thing of the skin where people don't have the right amount of melanin in the right spots. Now, I am only talking about adults. Children disorders are very different and can be very different as far as how they present with CVID. Many with CVID also have allergic diseases that are associated with CVID. I haven't really gotten into everything with CVID because it is a large topic and there are many diseases associated with CVID and I don't have time or really I don't want to talk about it because that is way too much information for this podcast. If you have any questions, send me an email. I'll be willing to answer your questions. I may not get to them immediately, but I'll do my best. So the main way to diagnose these patients is with labs. Today, they are not standard labs, but they're usually seen on standard labs. So we usually can't diagnose the patient with CVID with standard, you know, CBC or a CMP, which are the standard labs that we do, checking your blood count, checking your hemoglobin levels, checking your sodium. We can't really tell all those things with those routine labs, but we can see a little bit. So these things that we see on routine labs are not very unusual, and many people may have these things despite having normal, not CVID symptoms. So one of the things you can see is a reduction of total protein or albumin. The second thing could be an elevation with CRP, and we've talked about CRP before, and this is an inflammatory protein that is seen in the body, and it's a generalized inflammatory protein. So this can be with many different things. The third thing could be an elevation of liver enzymes. This is also very common. You could have a drink of wine the night before and have an elevation of your liver enzymes. No big deal. So the key to finding of CVID are the immunoglobulin levels. And immunoglobulin Those are a type of antibody, and they're found in the body all the time. So IgG is one of them. This is usually low. IgA and IgM are two of the other immunoglobulin levels. These would be on the lower limit of normal, not necessarily negative or zero, but just on the lower limit of normal or even a little bit below normal. 
So you see a low IgG and lower limit IgA and IgM. All right, so what about vaccine responses? So we talked about how vaccines may not respond to people or the people may not respond to the vaccines that are given to them. So CVID, specifically polysaccharide vaccines, don't react well. Patients with CVID must avoid live vaccines like the MMR or measles, mumps, and rubella vaccine. Ebola and dengue fever vaccines are also not suitable for these patients, but mRNA vaccines like the Pfizer and Moderna COVID vaccine are potentially suitable for patients with CVID. What? Yeah, people can actually react to some vaccines, but not all of them. And not all of them are the same. These patients probably don't react the same as other people to these vaccines. I can say that. I don't know that as a fact, but that is probably the case because they don't react to any vaccine or any antigen, or not antibody, but antigen. That's the thing that causes an antibody to happen. They don't react the same way to an antigen that other people do. So in any case, this is why everybody that doesn't have CVID and doesn't have a reason why not to get a vaccine should get a vaccine. All right, so what have we learned from CVID? CVID is a disease that has many different causes and a multitude of associated symptoms. The key thing to look for are infections and possible GI symptoms. So that is the key factors for CVID. All right, so that's it. I don't have much anything else about CVID right now. But this next, ho next guest that I am going to have has something to do with the last three episodes. So the last three episodes, the first one was depression. The second one was how to live a longer life. And the third one here is CVID. So if any of you guys are, I guess I can say this, any of you guys are ultra running freaks or you want to run or you run ultra marathons, you may know who I'm talking about. He has a book coming out today. <laughs> so this guest is going to be on my next episode. I'm going to try to get it out by next Tuesday, maybe earlier than that. And I'm really looking forward to that talk and I'm looking forward to seeing y'all next time. Have a wonderful week. This is your host, Dr. Avinash Ramchandani, and this is the Physiatry Podcast. Thank you for listening.
Thank you for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. I hope the information that has been given to you has been useful. Of course, I am a physician, but not yours. So please go see your physician for medical advice and further information about any of the topics you've heard today. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.